Welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, episode 29. And once again, the Gruesome Twosome are back together again to give you a half hour's worth of fun and frolics and wonderful ideas and thoughts. And today, Corrine and I are going to tackle the ongoing question of what else do you use your planner for? Or, if you want a more official sounding title, sort of seasonal lists, to-do lists, and that sort of stuff. Kareen. Hi! Hello. Hi, Plannerverse. Hi, Steve. Oh, my God. I've got my big list in front of me, and the list I have written on this piece of paper that was an entire stack of B5 remnants that were cut out of a letter size ream of paper in the U.S. here. We don't have bizarre numbers like A5 and B5. We don't bother ourselves with that here. We just go letter and legal. Deal with it. America. Go for it. <laughs> so I have an entire list of things that we should be tracking in our home on a seasonal level. And uh, I'm very excited about this. This is going to be one of those episodes where if you want to grab a pen and paper and write these things down, that's great. Otherwise, my darlings out there in the planetverse, <laughs> we are going to have this list in a downloadable form in Ooh. a PDF, and the link will happen. Uh, will be will be provided at the end of the podcast when you can pick it up. But it'll be off of planerology.com, and and then that way you don't have to go crazy. You can just listen to us blather on about what we're talking about here <laughs> from your till roll list that you've got there yeah yeah it's great it looks like a huge receipt you're right it does look like a till roll <laughs> so um i've got mine set up starting with well i kind of let me back up a little bit i have a reason why we should maintain our homes and i'll start mm. with that steve because for the most part uh home warranties and home insurances will not cover you if you don't provide proper maintenance Yep. So it's not just that, oh, well, something went bad and it was faulty and it broke. Uh, they You actually have to prove that you have been maintaining it properly and proper maintenance allows for you to have uh, cheaper maintenance costs and you mm. don't replace as often. And it's just easier to function in a home and not have surprises. Uh, well, unwanted surprises. Wanted surprises are very nice. Yeah, we've not suddenly become house proud, have we? No, 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 not quite there yet. <laughs> Long way to go. So, having said that, uh, I'm going to start with the spring because that just seems like a nice place to start in the spring season. And I have on my list for those of us in the Western world that appreciate air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> An annual air conditioning, they call it HVAC out here, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, mm. HVAC. Mm. So annual AC maintenance, uh, cleaning out the refrigerator condenser coils. Do you do that, Steve, for your no, refrigerator? No, our, our actual refrigerator has a completely plain back to it. It's all enclosed. Oh, so you can't access it? No. Wow. It's just got a flat panel on the back. No, There's well, no actual... Coils. I know the sort of thing you mean, though. Yeah, yes. yeah, well, that's important to clean. Mm. Um, garbage disposal blades. Has anybody ever cleaned their garbage disposal? You could clean them just by crushing some simple ice. Oh, right. That's all I you need? I didn't know that. Yeah. 
checking the circuits in the electrical system of the house. Mm -hmm. That's important. I like to do that in the spring because that way you know that you're set for summer when the heat starts to come. You don't have to worry about these things, right? You always want to be one. It's kind of like fashion, darlings. Mm. You always want to be one or two seasons <laughs> ahead of when it's actually going to launch. So think of it that way. Checking for drips and leaks from plumbing fixtures in the spring. That's always important because you've just come out of winter. You want to make sure that there mm. were no cracks and, and so on. Yeah. Um, checking the weatherproofing around the windows and the doors for leaks or cracks. Check your toilets. Make sure that they're not running inappropriately or they're fixed properly to the to the floor. Um, making sure to test the water heater valve sometimes, mm -hmm. depending on what kind of water heater you have. Yeah. Uh, the safety pressure valve. valve. Yeah, the safety valves yeah. need to be checked. Clean the gutters. My goodness, that's a big thing. And clean the exhaust fan filters from the fan housing over the roof. Mm. Sometimes you have that. And then clean the oven ranges is what I have for my spring collection. Uh, as far as home maintenance goes. Now, gardening, you can do lots of things, obviously. I know Allison mm. likes to plant her flowers in the spring. Oh, yeah. All sorts of stuff that suddenly wakes up in spring and we suddenly have to sort of suddenly come out of hibernation mode and get outside <laughs> and you and it, there's that horrible time when it's still cold but your, your yeah. sun starts coming out a little bit more and you're just like mm, do we do we don't we do we, don't we sort of fallen leaves that have blown off next door's trees yes. into our garden yes so they all need raking up and what have you otherwise they block drains and god knows what else so you you end up with suddenly a, a whole host of things to do um, in spring and then sort of waking up, you know, in our case, the, the swimming pool needs to be sort of woken back up again and topped up. Well, it's that's done sort of monthly anyway. But um, Do you, you top know, cleaning... it up in the winter as well? No, we, we just we leave the thing running through the winter mm. um, in terms of the pump gets run but it doesn't right. run for quite as long um each day in the winter just basically to keep the water circulating but what we, the thing in spring of course is as the, the water temperature starts to rise you can suddenly get an algae growth in the thing and it all turn green if you're not careful yeah as it gets to i don't know what the temperature is i forget now but as it gets to near to that temperature it suddenly gets to the point where all the algae suddenly wake up again and start reproducing here there and everywhere so you can get all sorts of problems so at that point that is the time when we put in some anti-algs you know to actually kill off the the algae growth Bo bobby tried that once we had a koi pond in kentucky yeah. where we lived and he killed uh, all the fish that were in there yeah. because he was told that it won't kill the fish but sure enough you know mm. pee for planting not right? so much a problem with <laughs> with pools because you're not actually got any well apart from yourself obviously uh, in there but um yeah that's sort of in our sort of springtime thing is to sort of get that and always also clean around stuff and why because get you know anything with water and condensation you're going to get mold growing yep. everywhere if you're i think careful. that's the biggest Moss. concern is and that's why you clean the gutters as well so that you yep. have free flow of water and air mm. you want to make sure that whatever has been sitting is now mm. in the sunlight or has access to air otherwise mm. you're going to get some kind of rotten whatever it is you're dealing with mm. <laughs> what else have you got on your list steve the, the sort of things that um you know there's this you know, things with your car, for instance, uh, I do sort of monthly checks on the car, you know, 
tires, oil and screen wash. They're the three obvious things. You know, checking the oil level, making sure your tires are up to the right pressure, making sure that there's no you know irregular wear of the tires and stuff and making sure your screen wash is topped up if your car is left outside of course um through winter you want to make sure that you've got the sort of antifreezes the right the right sort of level and, and all that sort of stuff um a, another monthly thing that i um do around the house is check smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detector alarms oh very good um, yeah as we've got you know mostly we live effectively in the upstairs part of this house but we do have some sleeping arrangements down here in the basement so and as the we have an oil fired boiler um the carbon monoxide detection is very important and mm -hmm. smoke alarms is very important so i actually do go around and rather annoyingly go and press all these test buttons <laughs> and cause lots of noise once a month i check the smoke alarms the carbon monoxide detector alarms you know do the self-test on those i actually check our doorbells as well once a month at the same time because we've got battery powered doorbells nothing more worse than um, expecting that nice big delivery from one of the said planner companies and you didn't hear the doorbell go and you just suddenly get this little sort of card in your mailbox from dhl or whoever saying you whilst you were out we tried to deliver you this nice parcel our doorbell mm. is food powered onslow just barks at everybody <laughs> that comes to the front door so ah, that, need that's a different sort of you know you don't he doesn't need batteries you know, batteries not included right <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah the other couple of monthly things i do are to go and ch I read the electric meter and the water meter and check our central heating oil level. Literally, mm. uh, it's just the other side of this door. The tank's actually um, a sealed sort of tank, but it doesn't have a sort of a meter you can conveniently read. So I actually literally dip the actual a tape measure into the oil <laughs> and measure how far up it comes from the bottom and it's i've got a spreadsheet of course of course of course as one course, does for one as one oil. does <laughs> to tell and us how much oil do you understand left? why i sometimes want to strangle steve this is exactly why <laughs> who does that steve morton does that <laughs> he, he he can tell you that for for each centimeter of oil that is 11 liters of oil <laughs> i guess i'm sure of course <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Once a scientist. What else do you do on a monthly level, Steve? <laughs> That's about it, actually. That's it? Okay. Well, I'm. I take us from spring over into summer. One of the things for summer you want to make sure is you thoroughly check the heating system um, as you get get into summer. And you would think heating. Why? Why do I have to check heating in the summertime, Steve? Well, it's a good annual time. Most uh, most of our um, our heating boiler is actually serviced in round about March, just before as we're sort of coming to the end of right. its intensive use. You know, the man, little man, comes out and he sweeps the chimney and he cleans the burners and all that sort of stuff. Does all the safety checks on the thing and gives us a certificate to actually say that it has been checked and the chimney has been swept, mm -hmm. which you need for your house insurance here. You see, friends. everyone so, has different rules. Make sure you go. check your home warranties to make sure that yeah. you're on point with it. But the reason you check your heating in the summer is the same reason you buy winter clothes in the summer. Mm. It's because they're on sale. It's easy. It's not in demand. 
You don't no. want to be checking your heating when it's in demand because it's hard to find a repairman then. Mm. And just get it done and out of the way. Uh, you also want to check ex exterior exhaust ducts. Make sure they're clear of dirt and debris. And I'm mm. also referring to uh, dryer units for laundry dryer yep. units. Those uh, exhaust ducts can gather a lot of lint. And I'm not just talking about the one that's interior to the dryer no. itself, but the one that leads out to the house. Mm. Uh, make sure that's clear because a lot of fires start when that hasn't been cleared out. Yeah. Uh, in the summertime, I also like to make sure that most of the stuff that we have a compost pile going now uh, mm -hmm. in the back, that stuff needs to be turned. Uh, it starts to get hot. There's a lot of thing issues as far as windows not being wanting to be open because you've got mm. the AC running in the house and you've got to make sure that the window sills and all this stuff have been cleared from the spring. Mm. And if you're going to stay with them shut for a long time, um, it's it's unpleasant to want to have to crack them open towards the end of summer and find all kinds of dead animals and things in there. <laughs> so I would suggest you get Spiders a get a grip all. on it. Uh, window cleaning is a perfect time to do at the end of spring or beginning of summer because then that way you don't have to be outside in the heat of summer getting this on, right? You can just be sort of done with it while in the cool Here's an oddity for you. Which way do your windows open? Inwards or outwards? It depends. I have some that open inwards and slat out towards me so that I can actually mm. get them cleaned. And there are some that just open up and down and I have mm. to get outside to clean them. Yeah. We don't have an uh, same type of windows on the different floors of the house we've oh, right, yeah. So I've got, we've, we're trying mm. to get uniform, but not yet. How do yours open? Well, nearly all the ones in in UK always open outwards. So, mm. you know, you've got you have a, like a window sill on the inside of the house, and yeah. virtually only a small sort of sill on the outside. In France, it's the opposite way around. They, they open, open inwards, <laughs> <laughs> just to be different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's the English that are just to be different. Who drives on what side of the road? <laughs> 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 yes, okay. <laughs> right. So, um, summertime, do you have anything for me to add on that list, Steve? Well, I think it's summertime. You've also got things like, um, you know, garden maintenance is just ongoing, isn't it? And watering of plants is an ongoing thing. Depends what the climate is, of course. Sure. So if, if you're living in England, well, you must hardly need to water your plants because it rains so much in some at some times. Um, some summers, you think, well, which day was summer? <laughs> I think it's not been quite like that this year. But, uh... Well, that's one of the reasons I kept this seasonally and didn't mention months mm. because we have audiences, audience members in yeah, the planner. Yeah, we're all over the place, aren't we? So. Winter times are in yeah. the summer times, depending on the hemisphere they're in. So, mm. um, so yeah, definitely garden stuff has to happen and make sure that you're getting enough water. I think mm. tracking water intake during the summer personally is important. What what do you have um, sort of ideas for sort of you know sort of regular weekly things and and how people can divide because there just seems so many things in you know keeping your house sort of maintained and up to date with you know the normal sort of routine stuff of washing and you know cleaning of bathrooms and all that sort of stuff how. Do you think people can go around sort of dividing those tasks up so it doesn't appear to be, oh, gosh, I've got too much thing, too many things to too do. Too many things to do. And that, not enough time to do it. Yeah, in. that used to be an issue for me until I realized that it was actually 
easier to just tackle uh, one room at a time if you wanted mm. to, or do one set of rooms. So depending on the number of bathrooms, for example, that you've got in your home, um, for example, Monday could be bathroom day. Uh, mm -hmm. Tuesdays can be kitchen day, Thursdays, Wednesdays can be uh, lounge, living room day, and so on. And if you just tackle those rooms on those days, you're not, I'm not overwhelmed by having to think that I have to manage the cleanliness of everything. A weekly schedule is a lot easier to get my head wrapped around. As, in, in planning as well, I find that very interesting. Mm. I don't usually I don't plan on a monthly basis. I pl I plan weekly, and I would yeah. rather have four weekly sessions set up planning wise mm. than an entire monthly session because I'm really not sure what's happening from one week to the next unless I plan mm. them out. Similarly with cleaning, I think for example daily cleanings um, should involve more specific tasks as opposed to weekly cleanings where for example you can do the linens make sure the linens are clean yeah. uh, make sure that you've uh, dusted and and swept and kept all the debris off the floor uh, vacuuming or hoovering as you all call that mm. uh, we have <laughs> variations of, of cleanliness I think everybody has their own style of keeping home um, but I've found that I use my routines app a lot when I mm. have all of, I plug everything in. And the way that I do that is I don't sit there and try to figure out every, in one day what my routines are. As I find my routines, I plug them into the app. So mm -hmm. if I find myself, for example, daily tasks would involve uh, quickly tidying up the lounge, making sure that the breakfast area is cleaned up, the dishes are put away, washing of and that, that mm. sort of stuff is very easily set up as a to-do list. Um, and then that way you can plug that into the routines and you know on a daily level what you've got to do. Was it mm. Joshua Laporte? I think he had had a stamp made up of the daily tasks, which was tidying up That's the bed. That's right. And I love he's that idea. A, I shall link to his video. because I love that yeah. idea. I thought it was so clever. Um, and that's one of the things that you can do if you know you've got consistent tasks that you're trying to accomplish on a daily level to have some kind of template created for yourself so that you can just tick off those things and not have mm. to worry about recreating them in your mind over and over, writing them over. Yeah? Mm. That's what I would some, say. Some things I do, not necessarily weekly, but it's, you know, sort of every other week sort of thing. So I've actually split... Um, for instance, computer backups, for argument's mm -hmm. sake. Um, I've split them into two weeks now, rather than all happening in, in one week. They're actually still being done every week. Um, what I do is I don't only check them every other week, because after, after sort of running with the, the system that I've got in, installed on the server now, for something like about three or four years, you know, this religiously checking the thing every single week. When you don't get any failures over sort of a three or four year period, you can reduce the the, the amount of checking you sure. do because it just it's just wasting time. So what I now now do, I've split my sort of calendar into sort of two weeks. So week one is this side, this side, this side sort of thing, and then week two would be this. So I just literally leapfrog myself. You alternate. Sort of thing. Yeah. alternate between the two they're still doing them in the same frequency sort of thing as before it's just my checking now is every other week and that's fine really that, that is and i notice for example if i let things add up 
For example, the receipts that I have to do for my business. If I if I used to be of the mindset to do them once a month, mm-hmm. but they I had such a big compilation of receipts at the end of the month that I dreaded doing them. And so mm. what I did was instead I broke it up into a monthly, uh, excuse me, a weekly tasking. Mm. And at the end of the business day on Friday is when I would go through. Yeah. And that's just then five days or six days mm. of receipts comparatively to 30 days of receipts, which is overwhelming. I come back to this thing about me being a lazy person. I always look for an efficient way of doing things rather than just sort of always diving straight into doing something. I sort of hang back a bit thinking, okay, so if I've got to do this continually every week or every month or something, I want an efficient way of doing it. Once I come up with a method, I tend to sort of stick with it and just enhance it slightly, I suppose, each time. Process is outstanding. Yeah. And that's what we're about here. We're trying to help people figure out processes as you go through the seasons. And and, and ways of remembering um, things to to, to actually do these things sort of thing. Well, that's that's what I use the annual spread out on my my planners for Mm. is I go back to my routines app. I check what's in there. And the routines app I like because it has an alarm. So it can Mm. actually ping me in the beginning of the fall season if I've forgotten to check my planner. That's the whole reason I use the app. And so, for example, for autumn, I would check the fireplace, like how you yeah. said. I don't have mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke come out and sing me a song, though. That's, <laughs> I wish I, I did. <laughs> any, any yard maintenance that needs to be done, I like to be done with it by the time autumn rolls around. Mm. But next year, um, I'm planning to plant giant pumpkin seeds. So mm. I'd like to see what happens then. That would be exciting to check then. Uh, the annual heating system, again, make sure the, ma- the maintenance on that is done. Mm. Shut off any outdoor water faucets in the autumn in yeah. case you get an early freeze. You never mm. know, and that way that's when, if you're using water outside. And then uh, buy ice or sand for the snowy season. It's coming up. You know, you want to stock up on supplies. You want to make sure that you have all of this squared away before the snows come. Stock up on logs. Stock up on whatever it is that you're going to need in the winter season. That's like fashion, darlings, right? You go the season prior to it, and you're ready by the time the season hits. Um, I hope you've bought the right things. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the winter, I have uh, removing large icicles off of your frame of your house. That's important. You don't want that landing on someone's head. Monitoring excessive snow buildup on homes if you have snow in your area. Uh, Keeping the sidewalks and driveways clear of snow and ice. And making sure to test the fire extinguisher pressure gauges in your home. People don't think to check those, but that's important. Fire blankets. Yeah, fire blankets, that sort of thing. Um, Cutting back trees and shrubs, that's a good time to make sure that they're... That's a good time to see how far the branches are extending Mm. out. Usually leaves cover all of that, and you can't see Mm. exactly how large a shrubbery might be. And um, keeping, here's a couple of tips I actually thought about. Keeping extra cash on hand in the wintertime in case any emergencies arise and you can't leave the house Mm. and you can't go to the bank and Mm -hmm. ensuring your homeowner's insurance is up to date and making sure you can start a fire so that you can be cozy in your home during the cold, cold months. That's that's my (laughs) winter list. And have a cup of hot cocoa or hot cider or something. (laughs) You're almost sounds as if you're looking forward to winter. I love it. It's autumn and winter are my favorite seasons because everything <laughs> slows down. And I like well, it. Even more so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, thing that 
we hardly this is one thing about moving to a slightly warmer climate we we hardly get any snow here at all but mm. when we have had it it's been pretty pretty drastic i must admit but uh don't generally have to worry about snow here thank goodness or or frost even or you know it just doesn't get that cold thank goodness but um yeah it's certainly on the list of things um when we lived in uk that sort of thing one of the things i've just remembered about smoke alarms and carbon monoxide alarms is they do have a finite life to them you can't just keep putting batteries in them there will be a replace the actual whole unit um, the device yeah. on on the on the back of it somewhere that is a good date to stick into your planner somewhere as a yes. reminder when it needs replacing um, and on a similar note, some printers now on the um, the actual ink cartridges have yeah. a, a sort of an end date on them. They may still have ink in them, but they won't work after that date, which is very infuriating if you underuse the thing. Um, but yeah. so rather than put in the actual end date, put in a date sort of three months before that to check the ink level and make sure you actually do use that printer. Um, so right. you make make the most of the thing, sort of thing. Similarly, if you do get new appliances, or if you ever feel the need to want to check your appliances, serial numbers, mm. uh, computer serial numbers, that's a nice thing to keep in a home planner, because mm. usually if you're calling for repair, they're going to ask you for the serial number, and you don't want to be hunched over your washer or dryer trying to read a small <laughs> serial number. Um, usually they come with the books, but I chuck the books, and I don't like to keep the books. No one ever references the books. If you need something, you can just go online. Who keeps all that stuff? Not because me. my close-up eyesight is so bad these days, I actually sort of <laughs> use my phone to take a picture of the actual you know, the model number, serial number plate. And then I can put it on the screen and I can but read this. But Steve, thing. it's it's also good for uh, for insurance, yeah. right? If you're it's trying to file a claim, thing, you have all the serial yeah. numbers of your computer, your phone, yeah. all that stuff. You always need it. Mm. And why not just grab your home planner when mm. someone says, "Oh, do you have this?" or "When did you purchase it? How much did you mm. pay for it?" Just some basic information. And you may be thinking to yourself, "Well, you know, I don't have any of that stuff. You people sound so darn organized and." Yeah, you may not have any of that set up right now, but why not start with where you are? Mm. Start with your phone. Start, start small with yeah. Start up. with your laptop. Start with what you have, and start creating a list that maybe you want to print mm. out on some A5 paper, or you want to try out how to make lists and fit them into your planner. Do mm. that now and see how that works. And eventually, if you get started, you will see that your lists will grow, and you can start creating dividers for your home. The um. The, the sort of list, you might, may, may think, gosh, all these different lists, how are you going to sort of, um, sort of get around them all? And, and my tip for this week would be um, use a year planner. And even if you just say list three or list A or list whatever, however you dis describe each list, you can put that in your year planner so you know when you come to, you know, whichever week it is in january or whatever mm -hmm. you can quickly look on there and you think oh that should be doing list whatever you can then quickly open your planner at that list and there's all your little tasks for that week sort of thing so you're saying or use the yearly planner as a as a key as yeah. a key to yeah. which list because you want to reference the, the actual year plan doesn't have enough space on it to right. hold all of the different things in it but it can actually refer you as an index 
Really? Right. So, so uh, yeah, acts as an index. So refer to list A, refer to list hmm. spring, refer to list yeah. autumn, whatever. And ones where they keep repeating. So maybe you have list B or something is yeah. one that you're doing every three weeks or how, whatever the cycle has to be right. for your convenience. You can easily do that, can't you? You can just keep oh, the yeah. list. You can amend that list. But you know that that list is one every three weeks or two weeks and then three weeks or whatever it's going to be spaced through the calendar yeah. and you can just put little letters on your year planner i think that's a simple that's wonderful i never idea. thought of using it that way i think i'm going to yeah. set my year up that way uh, one of the tips that i can give is i like to send out christmas cards uh, it's last year we didn't send them out because we had a death in the family but normally i like to send out christmas cards and one of the happiest moments i have is to check my list in the fall to see who has made Santa's naughty or nice list. <laughs> and <laughs> don't worry, Steve, you and Allison are still on the, on the nice list. <laughs> and what I do is I update my contacts list before winter mm. hits. Because once winter arrives, everybody is either gone on vacation or doesn't want to be disturbed and all that happens. So I make sure that my Christmas card address and phone number contacts list is updated so when I do sit down to send out my cards, I don't have to bother people and say, oh, by the way, do you have your new address and so on? Because then it just sounds like you're bothering them to want to send them a card and, it, and mm. the whole magic of it is gone. So do yourselves a favor. Check this stuff out early on in the year and make sure you've got a grasp on it. There's nothing and worse than sending a card the and then getting the card back from without, oh, new address is. <laughs> and you've sent it the wrong right. address. <laughs> well, and that way you can track for the next year, for the following yeah. year, and see who has actually bothered to send you back a card, mm. or who's just uh, blown you off and said, look, we can't be bothered this year, you're just too much <laughs> for us to handle. <laughs> so, that's what I have from the Plannerverse this week, Steve. Wonderful stuff. So, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Instagram at Karina Tovmasyan and on Plannerology.com where we will also provide a special link for anybody that wants to download the checklists which you will be able to print out into A5 or personal size or whichever size you want. We'll, we'll make those specifications. Plannerology.com will provide that link. And Steve, where can we find you? You'll find me in the usual place of Filofaxi.com and TravelersNotebookTimes.com. Goodbye, planner aficionados, wherever you are.